Yeah, that went on a little too long, everybody, because um, I mistakenly took a screenshot with my iPad and I was trying to figure out how to delete it. That's me turning off my alarm on my phone every morning. Uh, I hit both sides and screenshot the alarm. Uh, uh, sometimes when I'm out cycling and I've got my bike, uh, my, my sort of my phone in a, in a holder, and it if it pushes on both sets of buttons too hard, it then calls 911. <laughs> That happened once. Chasing you down across the scenery on your bike. Somebody's like, beep, beep, beep. Sir? Beep. And it says, sir. And, yeah, and then it called 911. And a, and a person said, uh, Sault Ste. Marie Police. And I said, oh, I'm sorry, my bike did this. And she said, are you okay? I said, yeah, I'm fine. She said, I'm just glad you're fine. I said, I'm very sorry that I just wasted your time. <laughs> and I guess you probably don't appreciate small talk, so I'll talk to you later. And then, and then of course, you said, and I'll talk to you later. <laughs> of course you're not going to talk to her later unless there's an emergency. Oh. Anyway. Yes. Welcome to episode, I think it's 56, because I think the last one was 55, and if I'm not mistaken, we do these sequentially. Yes. Yes. And Ken, you're in town, so I that's am. exciting. Yeah. I, Sitting here in the basement. Back in the basement, I uh, drove to the uh, Sioux at the beginning of my daughter's March break to yep. get her, drove her right back, so it's 10 hours each way, and now Jesus. we've done the the last uh, leg, brought her back to St. Marie, and tomorrow go I home. go back to Kingston. So... With the price of gas now, it's cost you, what, $1,000? Yeah. <laughs> it has definitely cost me more than it would normally cost yeah. me. Yeah. What's it at now? Uh, I, we up it's like a buck seventy something here. Jeez. Perry sounds like a buck sixty something, which is kind of the same as Kingston. It's around a buck sixty. Right. Yeah. Anyway, it's expensive. Yeah. And but, you know, still beats flying. So. Beats flying. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So yes, so we're we're back. We're gonna talk about a thing we 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 did. We have many times before we have uh, pledged to to do this more often, and then mm. we don't. This is the second time in three weeks, if I'm not mm -hmm. mistaken. Um, and the war's still on, of course. Yeah. Uh, and I thought maybe we could talk today about propaganda, information war. There's a lot of stuff historically like that. There's a lot of stuff now. Um, I, I guess the first thing that hits me is that how laughably ham-fisted and stupid the Russian propaganda is. It, to my eyes. Yeah, I know, and yet it, it does, as for all we know, it does seem to to work, but, you know, it's sort of a big echo chamber right now in Russia, it appears, and I yes. gotta say, like, thinking of this, you know, the curated list of people I follow yeah. on Twitter, it shows a very, you know, it shows two things. One, it shows a lot about refugees, which is, is terrible, and, that's, yeah. and, and so that's not a sign that, you know, things are going well. But then you see lots of pictures of, like, Russian tanks being destroyed or other equipment being abandoned. You sort of think, oh, oh, it looks like they're doing okay. <laughs> yeah. So it's hard, to, it's it hard is. to tell. It is hard to tell. I mean, of course, and we should make clear that, you know, it's not just the Russians that have propaganda. Oh, yeah. All sides do this during wars. Yeah. We do it to ourselves all the time. Of course. I mean... But that's how we get trucker convoys. That's how we get trucker convoys. That's how... Well, Fighting for my freedom when I didn't ask them yeah, to... Yeah, because my freedom yeah. was fine. I was like, I'm fine. Please go home and or or do the trucking thing that you're supposed to do. That's right. I'm doing my thing yeah, and you I, do yours. I do my job, you do your job, and we don't have to all act right, like that. idiots. We don't have to talk to each other. So. Yeah, exactly. We have to talk to each other. We don't have to deal with any people at all. Mm -hmm. The... Um, and I mean, we do it even... You know, you think about... I have been in the past a member of a political party. Uh, I'm not one, and part of it is you get you get propaganda from your side, yes. and all you see is your side. And I don't want to uh, be like that. I have, like if there's a, the, the, I give money to campaigns sometimes, but I'm not a member of a party. I think I'm officially listed as a supporter right. of the Liberal Party because that allowed me to vote in a leadership election. But they sometimes call me and say, you should become a member. It's like, yeah, I don't think yeah. I'm going to do that. I did that when I was like 20, and then I just... Yeah. It was bad enough when I was 20. The world is not all black or white, so... No. It makes it difficult. Well, and, it's, yeah. and, and it's like, and you look around and uh, you see a world in which... Yeah. I, I feel like on Librarian Twitter, there's a lot of, you know, you know, people just need to have better sources of information or think critically about stuff. It's like, maybe, but if you're already, like we live in the era of, I am going to believe what I already wanted to believe anyways. Like that's the era we live in. So me presenting you with, yes. you know, differing facts or, yes. you know, objective, whatever yes. is like, if you've already chosen, like, cause that's what you wanted to do anyways, it's a little bit hard to change your mind. Cause we're not even playing the same game now. We're not playing a game where it's like, no, Oh, right. here's the world of information. How do we both navigate together towards what's sort of more critically true? Yes. It's more like, 
I believe this and I'm going to seek other things that just confirm that belief and you are too. And I have to question myself sometimes, you of know, course. am I living in yes. that kind no, of you, bubble? This is something I mean, I, I try to make a point of doing. Now, I will say that I don't make a point. I, 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 there are certain sources I won't read. Like I'm not. Yeah. I, I've had enough of the National Post, for example. Yes, I, I'm I go not, to Infowars to laugh, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I don't, just because uh, it's some, some algorithm will find out I was oh, there, I know. It's and like I'll start it, having things suggested to me I don't want to read. It's like if you go to Breitbart just to see how gross it is, and then suddenly Breitbart comes looking for you. I know. It's, it's like the it's like Nietzsche and the oh, you, it's, yeah. it's Or with YouTube videos are the worst. You watch, yes. you watch one video uh, of something, and the next thing you know, you get Jordan Peterson yes, showing up. With his 12... Yeah, 13, 14, however many rules he wants to work with. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and you know, so yeah. that does happen. But yeah, I make a point of reading other ideas. Uh, I watch news from different sources, yeah. things like that. Um, but I think one of the things that, you know, you and I aren't the problem, um, I, I don't think. <laughs> We're pretty great. I, I, the, the problem, of course, just is... Made, that just made us immediately the problem. <laughs> which, yeah, exactly. Uh, the issue a lot more, though, is people don't know... People who are, let's call them low information, that's a term that's been used, right? Mm -hmm. Low information voters. So not voters in this case, just consumers of media. Mm -hmm. For the longest time, when you saw something on the news, because there were three TV networks in the States, and in essence, one in Canada, because one and a half, because CTV was kind of half a network... When you watch Walter Cronkite say something, mm -hmm. you could be... I mean, he famously had an opinion once yeah. about yeah. the Vietnam War, right? Yeah. Everything else, I don't know if he was a Republican or Democrat. I have no clue. I literally have... I don't know if he was a conservative or a liberal. I don't know if he was a member of the Democratic Socialists of America. It seems unlikely. Yes. Um, <laughs> but he would read the news. Yeah. And people would report the news. And the, the, the reporters had angles on things and have, you know... And the idea of the impartial news is mm -hmm. a weird blip in the history of media, yeah. if, if I understand correctly. Um, but we eventually got to this place where, you know, we thought things were like that. And, of course, there were agendas, but it's a lot different now because I think there's this sort of almost a, not almost, there is like a science of persuasion and people mm -hmm. are using psychology mm -hmm. for bad not for good well you see people literally um working in media who are conducting what they would call a psyop right like they oh, are totally. using all the same techniques that a uh, government or a military would use to achieve a goal and they're yes they're doing it to cultivate uh an audience and convince an audience yeah. you know to get to swing people you were in the era of where gadflies show up in every state for example in america to push a certain agenda yes. in every state to, mm -hmm. to and it's like you're not even from here why are you like you're doing this but you you and they're and they're using the same kinds you know the same kinds of tools and you very and, much so yeah and you see this in this war too both sides you know are are doing things to present their point of view and and Although, you know, we see, I think I see a lot less of the Russian side of things simply because, you know, the Western world seems to have cut them off from most things and then they've cut themselves off because it wasn't, I saw this thing about like Instagram, people who make money off Instagram in Russia crying, literally crying yeah, because they weren't making any money. But it's like, pretty sure Putin should shut that off on you. Yeah. Like, we didn't turn that NATO, off. NATO didn't, didn't call Mark Zuckerberg and tell him to shut down Instagram. Instagram. That was Putin. That so. was Putin's own, own, own doing. And I mean, I, I have a friend from Russia, and he was saying that people were upset about the Instagram thing a lot just because that was the most popular Western social network. He yeah. said Facebook wasn't a big deal. Yeah. Um, uh, and Twitter wasn't a big deal. They used yeah. Telegram. Yeah. He said, you know, Instagram was a place where Russians... And I mean, I would I followed him on Twitter, uh, yeah. on Instagram, and he would post things. And I don't want to say anything else. I still mm. he's still not completely out, so I don't want to say that he said um, mm. he's out. He's almost out. He's, right, he's been his family. But he was saying that it, it was a big deal when Instagram went down because it was the last, also the last way they were communicating with people in the West. You right. Know? Except that I mean, he knew how to use a VPN because he's savvy enough. The average person isn't. Um, this got me thinking a lot of this stuff when you think about, I don't know, Tucker Carlson. He's yeah. Tokyo Rose. Oh, my God. Except he doesn't live in, in, in Tokyo. This is the thing that gets me. He's actually in the States. I know. And if, 
And if I am Tokyo Rose, why can't I wear a dress? And when I show up in a dress, you know, it is... The oh woke media, yeah. actually, you, you, I don't know how how you did those intonations in his voice, but they were very good. I watch a lot of uh, Seth Meyers mocking him on uh, A Closer Look. I can't even watch those kind of things because they just get me angry. Yeah. Like, I, you know? Little clips, even when I see something on YouTube uh, on, on Twitter and it says that, you know, look, look what, um, what are they, they've got a name for, uh, uh, anyway, it's like Tokyo Rose. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I'll see those little clips and it's, <laughs> get mad. Um, you know, you had that, you had, you think about World War One mm -hmm. uh, that uh, the German soldiers are crucifying nuns. Oh, yes, that's, yes. It's the classic, right? Yes. Um, now, the, the worst thing about this is when those kind of things are shown to be incorrect, mm -hmm. it makes you think that other instances of real atrocities mm -hmm. aren't true, right? So yeah. the Germans did some horrible, did horrible things to Belgium. Mm -hmm. Like the military occupation of Belgium was really bad in World War One. Yeah. Um, it was like World War II level bad. Like it yeah. was awful. Oh yeah, there's, I mean, you need extra bodies to build, you know, the defensive lines. Yeah. That the Germans end up relying on in nineteen, you know, eighteen. So, like, you need forced labor, and that's and this is the so this is the thing that now you the, the, so you, so you find out oh that's not true well maybe none of it's true yeah, and this is this in fact to me can lead to things like like genocide denial people yes. denying the yeah. be, be it the Bosnian genocide which Noam freaking Chomsky doesn't believe in um, though there's a lot of things I got I got a whole series of problems with Chomsky. Um, <laughs> Got a lot of problems with you. Got a lot of problems with Chomsky, but it, you know it's Holocaust denial. It's mm -hmm. um, well, listen, I think this is why you see like attempts on at least some of the Ukrainian reporting or propaganda or whatever you want to call it is like geotag, like geolocating this is, incidents. This is one of the things that, that this, this is, is what it looked exactly. like before. This is what it looks like now. This is the exact location. Yes, if one were able to, you could go look yourself. And they, one of the things that they've been doing, I've seen a lot of these uh, Twitter accounts doing things like, sh yeah, you're saying yeah. like before and after photos yeah. or showing an incident from different angles. So here mm -hmm. we, we found two different videos. Um, yeah. You know, as we talked about last time, some of the computer, some of the games and things like that are, are, are now so oh, yeah. Yeah. advanced yeah. that to an untrained eye... It looks like the real thing. Looking at, uh, you know, looking at a plane flying by in DCS actually yeah. looks real if you don't know what you're looking for. Well, there's a racing one too, RCS. That's it's, it's, yeah. it's incredible. And I've seen people post things on YouTube of, you know, Formula One, um, uh, Williams 1997, uh, Jacques Villeneuve versus 2022, Alex Albon. And yeah. you look and you go, it actually looks like the two of them are racing. I saw one <laughs> you know, that was, it was um, like motorbike racing, Yep. you know, with crotch rockets. And it was like this video of this guy constantly like he was cutting into people and wiping them out. And I must have watched this thing for like three minutes and going, you can't do that in a race. Like you'd be killing everyone before I finally realized that this is it's a game. This is a game. Yeah. This is footage from a game. It looked so, I mean, like the track was wet, the tires, the slick thing, like the whole, oh, yeah. it looked real. Oh, no, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So, you know, and this happens, of course, with, and of course now we know that also the Russians have made... Oh God! A few years ago, they they the, the official like Ministry of Defense Twitter account posted something from Command and Conquer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's so funny. Like propaganda. Like you look at, I think it was like nineteen eighty four. Sure. Where it works, right? Like it's so pervasive. You know, uh, wars, peace, et cetera, et cetera, and like there's no there's no good out in that book. Like it's just. Oh no! It, the, the propaganda, you know, wins, and but then you see other cases of where, you know, there's the propaganda works, 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 and then there's a sufficient pinprick that just makes the whole thing fall apart. Yeah, and I wonder what that always is, right? Yeah. Because I mean, in in Germany in World War Two, it's marching people through concentration camps yeah after uh, the war is yeah. what it is right yeah. it's it's saying to people um yes i know that you don't believe your own lion eyes anymore but yeah. uh because you've been taught to be like that for the last 12 years but we're now going to take you through this and we're gonna make you clean up yeah we're gonna make you dig graves and clean up and, and that's when people are like oh well yeah. that's when like mayors and their wives commit suicide after they've gone through yeah because yeah. it's like they help they, they, they totally realize they yeah. help they were enablers yeah. right um 
And, you know, if you look at one of the things that happened after the Soviet Union collapses is that doesn't happen. Yeah. Or it happens for a very brief period when Yeltsin bans the Communist Party. Yeah. Um, but it's... I, and I, I, it's because the Cold War... I mean, I'm glad the Cold War didn't end in a hot war. But had it, it would have been different because mm-hmm. there, I think there would have been a de-Sovietization. Well, and a de-totalitarianism. Yeah. You know, like, that. that's what it needs. Like, it, like you know, for all the, you know, heat and noise around corruption in the Ukraine, it's like, okay, fair enough. They got problems. I think every Western country has corruption at some level. It's yeah. not like... Most of our countries aren't run by very rich people who all know each other. Exactly. You know, and, and more and more corporations are more powerful than, you know, civil governance, which mm-hmm. is completely backwards. Where people are supposed to be in charge of even the corporations and, and they, you know, evade our laws and or get sweetheart deals. But, um, yeah, there's no... For all, for all of that, yes. it looked like the Ukraine could have handled that. I mean, it certainly didn't need Trump meddling and, you know, trying to get sweetheart deals or, you know, quid pro quo. Mm-hmm. There's no quo. Um, you know, yes. like, that's, for all the problems, I think they were on the way of sorting that out because the, uh, you know, that that poison had been pulled to a great deal. But and in, also, that's why the people, 71% of them vote, f- voted for Zelensky. Yeah. Because... He said, I'm an outsider, and yeah. he genuinely was an outsider, and he, you know, was very popular because he was going to change all that stuff. Yeah. And that's why the Euromaidan, you know, yeah. that's that's where that comes from. Yeah. People were sick and tired of this stuff. And But Russia's got like a sweet spot where whatever needed to happen didn't happen. And instead there was you know confusion, a diminishment of power, a, a vacuum. And then, you know, between uh, Medvedev and Putin moving in and the oligarchs yeah. is sort of, uh, you know, s- scooping up all the resources. It, it's like a resource-driven plutocracy, oligopoly. Oh, yeah. Like, That's completely what it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's basically, it's a, it's a, it's a, new a, it's a really big petro-state. Yeah. Um, except the difference is not everyone's in the Saudi royal family. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, uh, so you end up with Putin, who's probably worth half a trillion dollars, yeah. and all his buddies, who are worth tens and billions and more, and then the average uh, Dmitry and uh, Olga, which I think the woman's a Russian name, um, who aren't getting anything. Uh, no, they're queuing up for sugar today. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's and again to to quote my my, my friend from Russia, he said, you know, this is this is like Stalin. Yeah. Um, I, I said, I said to him, isn't it more like Brezhnev? He said, no, you know, the thing is with Brezhnev, we had food and we had goods. He said the food and the goods were any good, but we had them. Yeah. And this is according to his parents. He's not old enough to remember the Brezhnev era. But he said, this is, this is worse than the 1990s. Well, did you see there was the one woman that, that was like holding up a small, I think it was like a pro-war sign in Red Square. Okay. And the police hauled her away too. Like they, it's like, it's not even like. Oh, the police today hauled away a woman that had a, uh, this was yeah. not any kind of statement. She yeah. was wearing an embroidered jacket that had a dove on the back. Right. But that's peace. Right. A woman held up a blank sign. It yeah. had up nothing on it. They yeah. hauled her away. It's not, it, you can't say anything. No, exactly. You can't yeah. say anything. Yeah. And this is, you know, you think you think about these dystopian novels. You think about We by Zemyatin, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the grandfather of all dystopian novels. Um, where one of the things that people, one of the great things the state had figured out was a way to remove the imagination yes. <laughs> through an operation. Yeah. Um, the thing it, so you have this, people are getting bombarded with propaganda every day. Yeah. In schools, the kids are getting bombarded with it. And this yeah. is one of the reasons uh, it's been said that the, the hardest denazification that happened wasn't stopping people who were in their 40s and 50s it was the people in their 20s yeah because they've been raised as little nazis yeah um you know you can convince willie brandt no problem mm-hmm. but i can't think of anybody else but you know somebody who's younger it's a lot it's a lot more difficult because yeah. they they look to hitler as father you know yeah. um well and they've yeah all you like you have to root and branch tear out the entire like curriculum and everything else like it's all designed 
yeah, for exactly. the glorification of the leader and for the magnification of the the rights of German people. Well, yes, yesterday there was that rally in the stadium in Moscow that Putin had, and uh, only Slavic-looking Russians were allowed to. Oh my god, um, which is nice and racist. Um, it's funny because sometimes you'll say, "Well, you know, it's a different culture." Yeah, I know yeah. that's racist. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, some things are just. There are values you can have that are transcend. Oh, that's just a culture. Yeah. Uh, at least to me. Um, and, you know, when you see... Uh, this happens a lot in... in I mean, it's always allegory, mm -hmm. but you think of Star Trek, you think mm -hmm. of things like this, where people meet each other, different cultures, different yeah. races. They, I wish they wouldn't say races. I, I always found it really creepy. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, I found... Species is better? It, it is. I mean, but I find that even, you know, in our own, you know, our own vernacular, like, I guess in Canada, we, if we ask questions like that, we ask it around ethnicity. Yes. Um, rather than race. But yes. I mean, when I lived in the States, the, the questions were about race. And it's like, we're all humans. Yeah. We're all the same. There's only species. one, there's only one species of mammal that's more inbred than humans. And that's jaguars. <laughs> I'm serious. Um, at the very, you know, we descend from about 2000 people, mm -hmm. 250,000 years ago, who, or sorry, about a hundred thousand years ago, sorry, that survived a climate crisis. Yeah. Um, we're all related. Yeah. Like, and it doesn't, there's something very weird about people because we all look different, but we look more different than any other, again, any other yeah. mammal species. But that is an evolutionary solution to allow you and me to determine that, oh, I've been nice to him. He, he's been nice to me. I'll be nice to him back. Right. Or that, that she's a jerk. I'll, I'll, you know. yeah. um, I have to be able to identify who, yes. with whom I want to have, have relationships. No, that's reciprocal right. Reciprocal relationships. Right. Reciprocal is exactly right. Reciprocal yeah. altruism. So the idea, which is an altruism. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's it really entirely self-centered. It, it, it's completely it's yeah. a transactional thing. Yeah. But the, the fact that we all look so different... Um, and it's, you might say, what about dogs? Well, we've bred dogs. We invented dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so It's but, yeah. funny, like, you get that in Star Trek, but I think Star Trek's trying to, at least when it's created, try to address, and even with TNG and stuff, to address the whole idea of, like, valuing other the other. Yes, very much so. Star Trek, or Star Wars, I think everyone kind of, at least in, it's the Empire that has a problem with all the other species. The other species don't seem to have a problem no, with each right. other. It's the empire, which is sort of human-centric. Yes. Which is, I don't know, I don't find like Disney Star Wars kind of <laughs> diluting that idea and so different species don't like each other, but... I found less yeah. of it. I mean, you go to the cantina, right? It's just like full of idiots that all look different yeah. from each other. Yeah. And it's like only the Empire who are really nasty and they all happen to be humans. They all have to be humans. That's yeah. Right. yeah. I just make me think too of um, like in the Expanse, Yes. there's all sorts of racism because between Earthers and Martians, yep. Martians and Belters, Belters and humans, they all look down on each other. Yes. And you get to the, the final season where propaganda... Is so while well, it's so important, right? It's the driver behind. It's the driver behind the whole thing. I mean, yeah. you think about it, the whole the whole arc of the expanse is about propaganda, right? Yeah. Remember the cant, right? Yeah, yeah. it yeah. starts with remember the cant. You get uh, Avasarala asking the journalist to do like a piece to show what it's like on Earth after Marcos bombards the Earth, mm -hmm. which is truth and propaganda, right? Like it's oh yeah, it's propaganda it, can be true. Yeah. This is the thing. It's, of course, it's it's um because to show the belters that like this is what's happened. Like yep. now we're starving and the the birthplace of humanity is basically dying. Um because that they reached a point which I feel like maybe we're going to see with this current conflict where like people seem to be like there's been reports of like Russians on the front line like digging in to protect themselves. Like it's becoming, at a certain point, the countries around the Ukraine can only absorb so many people, and then it, the goodwill kind of diminishes over time, and then people have like a million extra people living in their <laughs> borders. Yeah, and suddenly that, there's a million Ukrainians in Slovakia. Yeah, yeah, and 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 then it gets harder. Like there's just an. It's like that sort of that combination of the expanse where no one's quite powerful enough to finish the job. So they're digging, they're, they're all looking for the hail Mary because the hail Mary in the expanse almost doesn't work. Right. Yes, like right. it's, 
it's only because the Laconians mm -hmm. go, well, we're not giving you any more weapons and we're sealing our ring, so stay the fuck out. And yeah. You guys can do whatever. Like, the Ukrainians are getting weapons that will help them, you know, down Russian airplanes, uh, take out yes. targets, but not wipe out a 40-kilometer column, you know, and, like, decisively change the course of the battle. And the Russians have lots more guys, yeah. but now they're being... Uh, isolated by the West, so now them winning by attrition is difficult too. There's oh, no, yeah. There's no, yeah, like, and now propaganda, I think, if anything, now becomes even more important. Yeah, I think it does, because, you know, getting, the, the, the Ukrainians getting their story out, mm -hmm. it isn't dif as di that difficult for them, because they have the sympathy of the vast majority of people in the world behind them. Um, they've also got a, a young, good-looking, charismatic leader who mm. seems to actually have a... Well, he's a comedian, so he's got a good sense of humor, and he's an actor, so he knows how to put on a show. And I'm not yes. saying he's faking any of this. Don't no. misunderstand me. But he knows how to, re how to work a room. Yeah. Um, and he also knows how to be serious. And, yeah. I mean, he knows how to... Uh, <clears throat> he reminds me, in some respects, of Churchill, in that Churchill always wore a uniform. Yeah. Zelensky always has fatigues on. Yeah. But he's not a, a strong man of some sort. No. It's not those kind of fatigues. It's no, not, he's, it's, not, he's not wearing he's his not shoulder like, boards with like Idi 500 Amin. medals. Yeah, he's yeah. not Idi Amin, right? He's, yeah. he's a lot more like Churchill in that respect. Yeah, well, Churchill had his famous rompers, his boiler, his, his, his one-piece sort of yeah. RAF-style colored like jumper, basically. Yeah, and like a hat coveralls. that, that, that rep represented, I believe, no service. Yes. But it was a, 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 a army hat. Yes, right. Uh, of course, Stalin would be, uh, would wear whatever he want because no one would ever say, uh, well, he had a pretty, Mr. Chairman. Pretty standard sort of military. Military, aspect. yeah. Because he was a marshal of the Soviet Union, yeah. technically, right? And, but, you know... Technically, is whatever he wanted. Whatever, yeah, whatever he felt like. He yeah. was, would you like the my watch? Hero of the Soviet Union. Hero of the Soviet Union. Yeah. Whereas you know Roosevelt was um, just uh, you know you know on a wheelchair yeah. with a, with the with the blanket. That's right. Uh, but you know, um, it's so Zelensky knows the prop the the value of propaganda and the value of I think he also knows the value of authenticity, which mm -hmm. is something. I mean. Yeah, that's not the direction that Russian propaganda. Is no, going. it isn't. It's, it's more so, like I said, it's ham-fisted. It's it's yeah. laughable, except they're killing people. Yeah, like it's really bad. Like yeah. it's bad. It's not, and the Russians are the bad guys in this. And if anybody, don't take your what aboutism and shove it up your ass. But <laughs> um, it's also the case that they don't seem. They, of course, I don't think they're doing it for. Oh, they're not doing it for us. No, they're doing it for their own people, and they're doing it for people who already distrust everything about the West. Yeah, well, they're doing it a bit for to see what China will do and, and yeah. others. Although China, it's interesting to see the intersection of propaganda, because China's state media is beginning to, I know. to broadcast some positive things about the Ukrainian yes. cause and also meet with the Ukrainians. And it's almost like they're like sampling each type of propaganda and each message and yes. just seeing how the whole thing plays out. Right. And they'll just, they tease a little bit of propaganda themselves just to see what the reaction will be. Yeah, and I mean, you know, uh, I mean, part of this, the interesting thing to me about the whole thing is it turns out, I think, that Putin actually believes his own bullshit. It seems like that. Right? He yeah. thought they would be welcomed as liberators. Well, you look at the change, right? Like, um, two days... Two-day mission, you roll in, everyone's basically been told that they're just going to roll right in and everyone's going to celebrate. Yeah. And then when that doesn't happen, it turns into a shit show. And then he's, like, rounding up people in the FSB. He's, like, rounding up people in the army. You've got... I always find it interesting. It's like, oh, look at the number of Russian generals that have been killed. And I think, are they getting killed are they on the front lines because they're trying to make sure this thing's going well or were they there to plunder the country because that's how you get rich? I know, right? I mean, yeah. when you take a look at, there's so much video out there of Russian soldiers going into grocery stores and yeah. making food, and it almost makes, I don't think that's plunder. I think that was, there's well, yeah. two possibilities here. It's part of the, their whole plan. Yeah. It's like the Germans at the Bulge and how yeah. they had to capture yeah. fuel depots. Yeah. Or it's like, you know, or it may show, and I think it's partly that, but it also shows that they weren't supply, they didn't worry about supply because no. A, they can't do it, 
they just can't do it. No, no, they, they can't, they, they, they can't they, do the it. expertise. Yeah. We talked about last time about yeah. how this is not a Western military. They don't know how to do this. That's the first thing. But the second thing is that they also didn't think this thing was going to last. No, and no, a month, he, he, two they, months, three so months, they, a year. They revert to the divisional response. So like when they went into was it when they went into Chechnya the first time, they kind of got their butts handed to them a little bit, and yep. then they went full on. Doing what they do now, doing what they did to Aleppo. Exactly. So now they're doing to Mariupol and Melitopol, which is just, we're going to shoot every building until there are no more buildings left, regardless of what's in them. Or like before it was, we'll come in, the propaganda was, we'll come in because it's ripe to fall, they're full of Nazis, the people are waiting for this, blah, blah, blah. And now it's like, well, then our process of denazification takes, you know, us, you know, literally destroying the country to save it. So we'll just you know, shoot the hell out of it. Which, of course, is like, you know, that harkens back. Who was that? I can't remember. I think it's just some, not unknown, but like a, a major or a colonel during the Vietnam War saying you have to, sometimes you have to destroy these villages to save, save them. them. <laughs> like he said that with a straight face to a reporter. like that was a Bing West thing. Anyways, I'd have to look it up. But yeah, it's like from the Vietnam War where we, we destroyed the village to save yeah. it. And, and yeah. this is kind of what's going on. I mean, like I said, I think Putin actually believed some of his own propaganda. Yeah. Um, and when you've been in power that long and you have only yes-men well, uh, yeah. around you. just you. yell things down the table at people. And they well, go, you have they to yell because that it. table is so long. That's right. You just go and do it. Like, he basically is at the point in his life where when I say things, they come true. Yeah. Because people will run around and make them come true and have gotten away with it up to this point. Yeah. And I mean, I... It, 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 it does remind me a lot of the ideas we have, though I don't know they're entirely, well, I know they're not entirely true, of like the way absolute monarchs ruled mm. during, the, during the, the Middle Ages kind of thing. I, I, you know, I, I don't think people understand that most absolute monarchs still had people around them that, while their power, quote, came from God, yeah. it is actually the case that, you know, um, the nobles could make you sign Magna Carta. Yes. Um, or you, and you needed people to do things, right? Like, you know, like part of the whole absolute monarch thing is a development in post the medieval, like, you know, the, the, the divine by God, there's a strong thread, you know, from Charlemagne on. Yep. But you get that, when you get the absolute monarchs, you get to a Louis XIV, or you get to a Charles II, who, you know, they weren't really that absolute because the English had already taken a round out of Charles I. But even in Louis XIV case or later, like a lot of it is a rationalization to try and prevent yeah. the monarch getting killed. It's yeah. like trying to shore up power that was already beginning to fray. But even in those structures, like yeah, okay, Louis the Fourteenth created Versailles and he kind of tamed his nobility, but still need, well, yeah. yeah, but he still needs then okay, well then since the now the nobility are kind of tame, you still need all these really powerful civil servants to actually execute your will and they tend to run into trouble when the king doesn't listen to what these people are saying when they come back and say, well, we you know, really can't do that because we'll have to debase the currency or whatever, and then that will be a disaster. Yeah. And if the monarch persists in that, it leads to terrible, terrible things. Like, it's, there's always... There's always yes men, and then there's always people who are trying to do a job and tell someone, hey, this is, like, a bad idea, um, even though you're absolute and, you know, you're, you're the king... Um, but I'm telling you now, we do this and... You think that's uh, a really good idea? Yeah. See, I don't think Putin has anybody around him saying this. No. Do you think maybe, Mr. President, that... And I'm just spitballing here. I mean, I think if it were... That I this think, wasn't a great idea? I think if this were a different era, maybe he would, like, set Medvedev up for execution. Like, oh, this was all Medvedev's idea. Like, something like that. Like, that's yeah. one way of deflecting... I had nothing to do with this, except for that speech that I gave on TV where yes. I said that wasn't a real country. Because he kind of lacks a powerful minister, right? That well, there's nobody could, left. That you could set up. And, like, someone that people would really know and go, oh, yeah, that guy must have been must pulling have been, all yeah, the yeah, that Medvedev, what a dick. Yeah, like, there's no one <laughs> left. Like, yeah. there's, like, two guys at the end of a 20-foot-long table that no one really knows. It's just like... Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so I, that's, you know, over the years, so you end up with this situation where, you know, I think he's more of an absolute ruler than yeah. a lot of, you know, uh, yeah. kings of Europe in, 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 in the 1400s, 1300s kind of I don't of thing. even know, like, like, uh, like, I have to go back and look. Like, there's that one thing where he dressed down his, like, intelligence minister. Yeah. And, like, I'm like, who are these? I haven't paid enough attention. So, like, 
this room of 20 people that he's like asking them for their quote unquote opinions on this. Like, who are you guys? Oh yeah. Like, and when it's asking for opinions, yeah. it's, it's, this isn't like a debate in the Klingon High Council, no, where at least there's no. going to be some dissent, perhaps. Um, it's more like a, 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 it's, it's, it's a test. Yeah. And if you didn't say yes, yes, um, you're suspect. That's uh, right. Because I, I mean, he's there are you know senior FSB people who have been sacked. Yeah. yeah. Um, and a lot of that apparently is because you know a lot of the troops that are there are Did, internal security troops. Yeah. Uh, Russell Guardian troops, police, yeah, 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 they're, yeah, yeah. They really aren't trained to, to fight yeah, a modern there military. And, like stand around in, in an occupied city and just sort of and fire warning shots over people's that's heads. Right. Uh, that's right. And, and instead, what you have is, you know, I saw a video today of uh, a couple of Ukrainian guys shooting a, blowing up a Russian tank with a javelin missile that was so the tank was probably what. 400 meters away. Yeah. And you know, somebody's got this on their cell phone. Yeah. And there's two guys and you can, I don't speak Ukrainian at all, but I swear one guy is telling the other guy how to use it. Right. <laughs> this is how cocky the Ukrainians are getting at points, which is like, you want to try it? <laughs> so, you know, hey, Dimitri, you try. So he's looking and you hear the guy saying, no, 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 a little more. Okay. Yeah. And then you see him fire it and you watch the missile go and then it pops up and then hits the turret of the tank. Yeah. And they all cheer and, you know, then you think, oh, Christ, there's three guys inside that tank. So that's, they're dead. Um, not that I've got a lot of sympathy for Russian soldiers, uh, but, you know, a lot of them are conscripts. Um, yeah, yeah. Not driving those tanks, but um, yeah. the whole thing. And, I mean, those guys have been told, they've been lied to. They've been told propaganda. Yeah. Oh, it's a, it's a mission, uh, uh, it's a training mission. It's, uh, yeah. uh, you're not going to Ukraine. Yeah, you're going to Belarus. That's right. Uh, by way of Ukraine. By way of Ukraine, which is south of Belarus, but, you know, it, it circles. So there's, you know, and we, you know, I, I think back to the, the Star Trek episode, The Day of the Dove, right, where they all fight and there's the, that um, uh, entity that wants hate and yes. anger. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, uh, one point, one of the people, one of the, the Klingons says, you know, uh, we know what happens to, to us. The, the, the men are killed. The women are taken as slaves to, into work camps. And Kirk's like, what? what? <laughs> you know, no, that's not a thing. Yeah. Um, but they've been that. told that. Yeah. And they believe it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, that's you get the, the case of like people throwing themselves and their children off the cliffs in Saipan. In Saipan. Because they've been told that basically the American GIs are going to come in and like rape them and eat them. Yeah. Yeah. And then when they, the few people who don't die, literally like a, you know, a mother who's thrown her baby off the cliffs and then she doesn't manage to throw herself off and is taken to the rear where she's like given food and a blanket and then realizes. I killed my child for, for no nothing. Yeah. yeah. Because I've been lied to the entire time by the government. And this is what happened with the very few, though it got, there were more at the end of World War II, the very few uh, Japanese prisoners. You yeah. know, the, the idea that, um, uh, I've read that they became, Japanese prisoners became extremely compliant after they were taken because they were, yeah. their whole world was shot to hell. It's like, no, yeah. they're actually not going to, yeah. you know, I mean, you can talk all you want, and I, people smarter than I, have, than I have, have done this, but how World War II was won by the world's largest colonial power, a horrible totalitarian country, and a country that uh, was divided based on, on race and used to have slavery yes. up until 1865. So the Allies weren't pure. They were a hell of a lot better than Nazi Germany. Um, but at least the Western Allies were pretty reasonable to prisoners, uh, and the Germans were pretty reasonable to Western Allied yes. prisoners too. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's exceptions to every rule. Of course. Of course, the more you... yes. It's almost like it's almost like historical siege warfare, right? If you don't, if you're kind of done and you don't come out, and you fight to the last man inside a bunker, yeah, the guys that you're fighting with are get pretty pissed about that because right. it cost them a lot of extra lives that didn't need to happen. So then you do get, and know, that's something exceptions. I just finished a rewatch of the Pacific. Yeah, it's tremendous, and it has you know there are scenes where there's a there's a I think it's the very last or the second last episode where they're on Okinawa. And they've a, a, a kid. He's like sixteen. Comes out with his hands up, yeah. and um, Eugene Sledge is take, yeah. he's like, "I'm not going to shoot him." Yeah, because he's been shooting people. Yeah, he, he doesn't want to kill anybody yeah. anymore. Yeah. He's got that great line 
the, the Marines taught me to kill Japs and I, I got really good at it. Exactly. Um, but he won't do it. And he's pretty clear. And the kid seems scared but relieved. And yeah. then some guy behind him just shoots him yeah. in the head. He's not, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and there was another part where they're walking and it's, uh, I think it's on Iwo. And um, there are a couple of prisoners, just a couple, because yeah. there were very few prisoners. Yeah. And, you know, guys were walking by and just kicking them and spitting on them. Yeah. And, you know, one of the, Marines said to the this this intelligence major, he said, They're my prisoners, you can't do that. And he said, Why don't you get them off the fucking trail? Yeah, get them away yeah, from Yeah, get the them away from these guys who have, they, these guys have been trying to kill for this long. It doesn't make it right to treat people like no. that, but you understand where it comes from. Yeah, you need to get them out of the road. And that's part of that's propaganda because part of that is the way that we viewed we being the allies mm -hmm. viewed the Japanese people. Yeah. Caricatures, Reese, racist caricatures, horrible racist of a, caricatures of a lesser, lesser kind of species, human. Yeah, um, you know, it's nothing like again. But it's sort of like, like now you're getting like, you know, this sort of loosely, Russian propaganda was like, oh, there's this neo-Nazi problem. It's like now, like, it's all we're just getting rid of Nazis. We're just killing Nazis now. They're all Nazis. Oh, they're Ukraine. Nazis. Like you know what they're? They're gay Nazi drug addicts. Right. It's like they're making they're up not, things that twelve-year-olds say on a playground. Yeah, and they're not, you know, they're not real Slavs. Yeah. And also, the Russian state certain Kiev, so really it should belong to Russia. And like, oh my God! Like for centuries, the Moscovy princes, like that was the, you know, that was the shithole. Yeah. Right. Like Novgorod, Kiev. All these other places where you have, you know, Yaroslav the Wise and Sviatopol and all these, Sviatopolk and, and uh, uh, Vladimir the, the Great. Like, mm. these are, like, the the, the, the the distaff lines that end up being princes of Moscow. Like, that is not a yeah. premier principality in Kiev and Rus that should be, you know, like, there's no historical basis in any of it. But, like, to, just to say that, uh, oh, well, that's where Russia started, so we should we should now own this, like... I saw a guy, I uh, read about a guy today saying to people, like, troops were saying to him, oh, well, the Russian state started in Kiev, it belongs. And he's telling the troops, I was born here, you weren't. Like, get the fuck out. Yeah. Oh, this is where oh, I'm yeah, exactly. from here and you're not. Go yeah, away, please. Go away. But, like, this whole thousand year historical rationalization, like, Russia started, quote unquote, started in, you know, 987 in, in Kiev. It's like, okay, well, lots of things happened in 987 that we're not necessarily sticking with today. So, yeah, yeah you could buy and sell people back yeah, then. Yeah, well, that's really, not a thing that we yeah. are cool with. It wasn't anymore. even based on ethnicity, it was just based on me dominating you. Yeah. I could buy and sell anyone as long as I could get away with it. Exactly. And this is Wasn't the, 987 great? Yeah, yeah, make, yeah that's, that's make, back in the good old days. That's right. See, and this is, I mean, I was trying to, when I was, you know, not everybody knows about Kievan Rus and all that stuff. And I remember yeah. talking to Isabel about this and she said, so what would it be, can you come up with an analogy? And I said, it would be kind of like if Quebec attacked France. Yes, right. Because said, that's where Quebec started. That's right. Yeah. It's yeah and he said, it should belong now to Quebec. Yeah. The greater Quebec. The greater the great, the Quebec. Greater, the greater Quebec, yeah. yeah. The greater Quebec Federation. The greater Quebec Co-Prosperity Sphere. <laughs> it's, that's, that, that's a title. Um... Yeah, that was that is kind of like that's like oh, we were like you know, it'd be like the states attacking the UK and saying yeah. you know really we you we come English from there. English speaking world started there, so we're and taking we're the that. inheritors, so we're taking yeah it right now. yeah, and, and, and that's what you know that ah, it's so difficult I, for us to get our head around stuff like that I think uh, which is good because yes. yeah. Well, there is propaganda here. There's no argument. And I mean, saying there isn't any would be stupid. But equating the Globe and Mail to Pravda, yeah. equating CNN or even Fox News to RT. Yeah. Now, America One and Newsmax, that's a whole oh my different God. deal. That's, well, they, I, are like, they are like RT. Yeah. Well, they start from... They start from a premise, right? Yes. Like you have certain news agencies that have been around forever and they're kind of like all the news that's fit to print or whatever. Yeah. They have some kind of motto and they've been around forever and they're just sort of, and they've had different political inclinations and oh. often American papers often sort of say who their candidate is for the president. Yeah, like sure. they'll, they'll do like a, not a sponsorship, but they'll do, just say this endorsement. is endorsement yeah. or editorial endorsement. But then you do get newer news outlets. Yeah. Made up of people who hate journalists, but then they want to be journalists, 
and the irony is, and, and they actually start from a premise, like they're starting from a certain starting point of this is what we believe. So there, this is this is how we're going to report things. Yeah, and I get that that's probably true of all places to a certain degree, but like they're so like in your face about it. It's like this is how we're going to do things, and it's yes. going to be from this angle, and this is it. Like so, you can't get like a word in edgewise, right? Like it's uh, it's like if if the Ukrainians are doing well in their war with Russia, then Biden must be doing something wrong. And if, I know. if the Ukrainians <laughs> aren't doing well, then Biden's doing something wrong, and it's all Biden's fault. It's like, oh my God, do you like? It's the only tool you have is a hammer, and therefore everything looks like a nail. Like, can you write something different? Yeah, it's it's yeah, that's it's very well put. Um, I don't know. I. I don't know what the solution is to this. No. It, because, you know, I used to always say, if you educate people well, enough and you have a free press, but... Yeah, yeah. No, we live in an age where That's, information is ubiquitous and you can find the information that you want to find. Like, if I want to believe that I can be a Jedi Knight, I'm sure I can find all sorts of things on the internet that say, this is how you could be a Jedi Knight and this is well, real. Well, the thing is, I can, in 10 minutes, go set up a, a website on Wix yeah. and I can buy a freaking domain and then... Hey, look! Here's a website, Ken, that says you can be a Jedi. <laughs> well, exactly. And here's and here's how you do it. And this is totally real. And, and just and, and just, secretly, just George, tell me sixty bucks. And secretly, George Lucas ripped this idea off actual Jedi. Yes. So long it's been a two thousand year tradition, and it's somehow related to the Templars and Rosicrucians, or like some kind of the Third Order of of whatever the Illuminati. And yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. George Lucas and of course George Soros as George, well, yeah, would well, also he's be funding it. He's funding it all. That's right. And I mean, I don't know. I it's hard to know what the how we get back from it. Um, I think we can, you know. Uh, and I part of it is I think recognizing it's out there. Yeah. But and, and saying being critical of, of things you read, you read things you watch. But every single time you see something, you don't have to be critical. I saw a thing today. Zelensky put out a, a video today. Yeah. And people are responding on, on Twitter. Green screen. No, it really probably isn't. Well, it's like the, the one time he showed, he, he showed the transition. He was on his phone and then he sat down in, the, yeah. in front of the camera to show that it's not green screen. But he does have to move around. Like a green screen wouldn't be a bad idea because <laughs> then the Russians who apparently have attempted to assassinate him, if this is true, yeah. many times, yeah. um, that would be, because that would be the coup de grace, right? Like, wiping out the president. It, you know what, though? It would almost be worse. You think? I think it might be, because I think you're going to piss them off even more if they, you killed their leader. Like, he'd be a murder. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, it's just the command and control. Would it still be there? Oh, that's Who's a question. the natural successor to keep the whole thing going? Yeah, I don't know. That, that, I don't know enough about the Ukrainian politics. I know very little about it. Yeah, so like, All I know is it's like, not run by Nazis. It's actually run by a Jewish president and Jewish prime minister. Yeah, um, who are duly elected. Yeah, you know, and very popular. Because that's why we have things like elections. It controls political <laughs> that's violence. Right. That's why we have elections. Well, so, well. you know, if you want to talk to the prime minister... You don't roll up on the front lawn of Parliament and bang on the door because no one really does that. You, you use the process because it's all there to control historical political violence. Like we yeah. used to do things in the hustings. I'm going off on a tangent here. Yes. But the hustings used to be very public. You voted in public. People yes. could see how you voted. Yes. You could be subject to intimidation by a drunken mob because both or one or more parties brought alcohol to the hustings yes. and food and all the rest of it. And it could be a real shit show. But we've we got rid of all of that. Invented by the Australians, the secret ballot. So that we aren't all at each other's throats, so that we can express our political will without, you know, yeah. killing Wrecking each other. And right. killing each other, exactly. You know, you know, blocking the nation's capital. Yeah, over, or yeah, over, over, well... Saying it's over. Oh, it's, it's just over mass. But secretly, it's, it's not. Secretly, it's not about, so it's secretly, a, it's not. It's not so secretly about yeah. uh, not liking uh, brown people. Yeah, or a whole yeah, a whole range, a, a whole range of things. Uh, uh, look, if you go, you show up at the Capitol with a sign that says "Fuck Trudeau." Yeah. Look, fine. Go ahead, 
but you looked like an idiot. I didn't like Stephen Harper, but I never had a sign that said "fuck Harper." No, I just went to the polls. I went to the polls and I voted, voted in a different vote. way. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, that's it. That's one of my favorite lines uh, of the West Wing. Actually, is when President Bartlett says, "We have term limits; they're called elections." Yeah, I, I do like that. Yeah. Well, I, Isabel has just arrived, so we should probably. And we have we're we're oh we're almost fifty minutes in, so we can probably wrap this one up. Do you have anything you want to plug, Ken? No, not no, really. Just I'm so good. I just Ken, I just I'm, Ken Hurt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can follow me at D Broadbeck. Uh, if you want to hear me talk a lot about Mad Men, uh, just hang around me a little bit. Um, <laughs> you can listen to uh, SCDS, Sterling Cooper, David Steve. Uh, we just put an episode out last week. And on that note, uh, why don't we play the Ukrainian national anthem? Sweet.